Well, my next guest, he's going to be pulling duty in Ohio, as well as in the Midwest, as well as a lot in California and on the West Coast, driving for two different race teams. He's from Lamore, California. He had a sensational 2022 year, and he's hoping that lightning strikes twice in 2023. It's Lamore, California's Cole Macedo, next on Getting Up to Speed. Hello, I'm Ben Dethridge, and I'm the host of Getting Up to Speed. We talk to sprint car drivers from the Pacific Coast, whether they race in Oregon, Washington, California. If they run it, we're going to talk about it. Also branch out a little bit, as well as drivers that perhaps are from here that race elsewhere, or some drivers that come in and try and take some money from the West Coast. In these episodes, we talk about past experience, past seasons, as well as upcoming races, as well as how's the season going. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. And stay tuned for more and more content. Now let's get in the interview. Well, race fans, with me now on the phone, he will be splitting duties in 2023, driving the famed Charlton Motorsports number 21 entry, as well as the 18 for Ray Brooks Racing out of Lamore, California, Cole Macedo. Cole, it's great to have you here uh, talking about what's going to be happening in 2023. I guess 2023 racing has already happened for you because you've got a couple of uh, races under your belt in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's been good, to get some races under my belt in 23 already. And, um, I think that it'll really help me out to be acclimated when the, you know, my normal season starts. So, uh, I'm pretty excited for that and, and hopefully it works out, but yeah, it's, it was a lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of good times there in Australia with, um, a lot of, you know, really good people. Yeah. Uh, spent a lot of, spent some time at premier speedway in Warrnambool, Victoria, Made the show on the final night of the Grand Annual Classic. I mean, that's a big accolade to, to accomplish. A lot of it was cool to see a lot of Americans back racing at the GAC. Yeah, yeah, that place is uh, an awesome facility, and um, they do a a lot of different stuff than we have in the U.S. You know, like they don't really have bleachers. Uh, everybody just you know pulls up a chair and mm-hmm. um, sits on the grass, and you know the kids and everything can just run about and play. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's a beautiful facility and, um, yeah, they, I think they did a really good job with as many cars as they had and the rain circumstances and everything. I think that it was, uh, it was an awesome event. Sure. And, uh, 2022 incredible for you guys, uh, specifically racing in Ohio much of the year pulling off the AFCS championship, you know, the, the two track championship between Attica and Fremont winning the, uh, the title outright at Attica, man, that has got to feel such an accomplishment and representing the West coast. Well, yeah, yeah. It was a really good year. And, um, you know, Mike and Steven Linder along with Stephanie, um, you know, they, they, they wanted to, you know, chase the champion, you know, championships at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, I agreed to it and, and yeah, it was just a big relief that we could get that done. And, um, I think it was really huge for Ray Brooks and, and, you know, he started a team two years ago, you know, from nothing and, um, you know, to have, you know, a picture in on his wall of, of, you know, two cha- he's already got two championships and, um, I think we had six wins the first year. So, um, you know, to have, you know, about 15 or so, you know, a little bit over 15 wins, 
um, for Ray Brooks racing already, you know, in two years time is, is I think really huge for him and um, a huge accomplishment, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that it, it was, it was definitely an awesome year last year. And I wish, I wish that Knoxville wouldn't have, uh, you know, Knoxville and Fremont wouldn't have been running on the same night because I had to go run Knoxville. And I think we would have tied up the Fremont championship too. I had like 70 feet or something like that, but I had to miss a couple races um, going back to run for Deets Motorsports. And um, so I lost that deal. But I think that we probably could have ran one all three, but sure. just didn't work out. Yeah. This so. year though, right? 2023, it'll happen, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not run, running for any championships this year, but um, I'm just going to, you know, with the split schedule that I'm doing, um, I'm just going to try to win as much as I can and um, do my best to, um, try to get some kind of all-star ride or outlaw ride in the future, whether that be with the teams I'm with or, um, you know, or another team or you never know. Sure. Absolutely. Ten, uh, in the 410 category here domestically in the United States, 10 wins, four at Attica, three at Fremont, three at Wayne County. You guys were on kill for a lot of the season. Was there, was it just like, oh, just a good wave of momentum or was there something that you guys had figured out right off the get-go or just a combination of both? Well, Mike and Steven Linder have, have grown up at, at Attica and Fremont for the majority, you know, for the majority of their, li- their whole life, actually, I should say. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's where they've raced the majority of their career. And, uh, you know, they do a really good job at getting me comfortable there. And um, I think that it's definitely the best car in Ohio but by far. So, uh, it makes my job a lot easier uh, to win races, and you know they give me confidence. And um, and then yeah, just Wayne County this year, we we hit on something last year at the end of the year. Definitely had a lot of speed, and um, you know this year, yeah, we I think there was four races total we ran, and I won three of them. So yeah, we I told Steven at the end of the year, like man, this is this car is easy to drive here. I can pretty much hold it wide open and just you know barely turn the wheel and. And, you know, it, it's definitely not that easy to run the fence. So um, him, him having me that comfortable uh, makes it a lot easier, like I said. So, uh, yeah, it was just good year all around. And um, ha- I had a lot of fun racing for them guys. How how much did the California experience play into factor? Was it a large adjustment once you started racing a lot in Ohio and outside of the Golden State? Um. Yeah, it was definitely a big change. Um, you know, growing up in California, uh, you know, you race a lot of bull rings and, and, you know, you're really up on the wheel and, um, you can kind of carry your car a little bit more. Um, and, and just as long as you drive harder than the other guy, um, you can have success where in Ohio, you know, you got, you got a lot of these tracks that are real flat and, and slick and slow. And, um, you got to really pay attention to what you're doing and, and make sure that your crew chief is doing a good job too. You know, there's a lot of nights that we're running right through the middle of the corner and, and not really hitting any kind of grip, you know? So you're relying on your car, um, to, you know, to be better than the other guy to, to, to make better speed. Um, so yeah, that, that was the biggest change for me is just, you know, I can't just always hustle the car and, and, and win races. Um, you know, you just, you just gotta, you know, get with your crew chief and get acclimated with them and, and, you know, build a package that, 
um, is better than the other guys. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be the biggest change for sure. Yeah, but it's got to feel really exciting. And, um, you know, it's really been cool the last last few years of drivers from the West Coast to go out in Ohio and do well. Um, you know, JJ Hickles, another guy that's going to be coming out there and he'll be racing frequently in the Buckeye state. And it's a, it seems to be a really good testing ground, a proving ground too. Yeah. I think that it's, I think that it's, it's done a lot for many people's career growing up and, and yeah, I, I think that a lot of it, you know, I, I, I've asked, I've gotten asked that question a lot and, um, it's been tough for me to answer cause I just don't know, you know, like I, I think that, you know, it definitely puts on good racing every week, but it's not like it's, um, something crazy where, you know, if you can be good there, then you can be good everywhere, you know, it's, it, they're different from most tracks. And, um, I just think that the biggest difference is, man, you can go to Ohio and you can race 74 10 shows running mostly local competition every single week, you know? So, um, for the average race car driver, you can go and have some success and, and, but race so much all within, you know, three or four hours. And, um, you know, you can get way more fortune, you know, racing under your belt in one, one season. So I think that's the biggest difference. I think it, that helps, you know, seat time is king, you know, and I think it, uh, the more seat time you get, the better you are and, um, you know, or the better chance you give yourself to be better. And, um, you know, I think that's why, you know, like you come to California and, you know, if you're just, you know, the, the most four ten races, I think you could run in a year, even with the outlaw swing is I think like 35 shows or something like that. And, sure. um, it's just, you know, that's, you know, that's half the amount of racing you can get in, in Ohio. So, um, I, like I said, I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's definitely, it seems like it's a different culture. I mean, California's, I mean, I'm from Oregon and, uh, it's a lot of just Saturday night stuff. California's, you know, uh, a different culture. Ohio's a different culture. So is central Pennsylvania and even Knoxville. It's, uh, but, uh, you know, they're all, they're wells of, of, of awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, 2023, um, you said you guys aren't really focusing on anything particular as far as points, but is there anything specific that you guys are wanting to hit or you're wanting to, you know, go to, go to some, some of the marquee events, um, in the Eastern part of the country or what's that kind of looking like? It sounds, well, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, a pretty big split between a couple different teams. Yeah. So I'm going to start the year here in California and, um, race some local California stuff. I think we start at Silver Cup and Chico, um, and then you know run some local 360 and and so a little bit of narc stuff before I leave. And then I leave um, March uh, at the beginning of April, um, and head to run for Ray Brooks and run you know April May and then a little you know some of June and then. Um, all the way clear up till the Doty. Um, and then in the middle of that, I'm going to hit dirt cup, uh, with the 21 car. Um, but yeah, I run till about June. And then, um, after the Doty, I'm going to go to Eldora in the 21 and start that quest and run Eldora, um, run some Knoxville local stuff and then hit Knoxville nationals. I think, I think, uh, it's up in the air right now, what we're going to do. Uh, either Peebly or 360 Nationals and then 10 Nationals and then 
Jackson Nationals, and then kind of follow the Outlaws after that um, through Washington, down through Oregon, and then all the way back to California and run the California Swing and then um, finish the year off, you know, running trophy and that kind of deal. So that's what I, it looks like, you know, for both cars. I'm pretty much I'm in the 18 for about those three months, mm-hmm. um, April, May, and June. Um, and then you just, you never know, you know, if we get a rain out or something and I can, uh, you know, get a flight, I think that them, them guys at Raybrook's Racing are, will be ready enough where I can jump on a flight and head to the racetrack and, and, and maybe get a race in, you know, they're pretty prepared. And, um, you know, like I said, I think it's a, the best car in all. So there, and there's a reason for that. I think that you're just so prepared and, um, you know, they, that's, that's kind of what we talk or I can get a chance. I'm going to go race for them guys. So, um, yeah. Well, that's going to be pretty exciting, you know, uh, coming, you know, I think dirt cup, that'll be really cool uh to see you no doubt and and it's always exciting to come back home especially when the outlaws are in town because you know you go on the road and sometimes you know some guys take their licks and everything or they get better in your case you had you know an exceptional year last year and i know you ran some of the fall specials last year trophy cup and i think you were let's see dennis roth classic i think and uh the simone in the central valley but uh but always good to get back home and, and, you know, race close to friends and family. Yeah. 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 I haven't been able to do a whole lot of it the last couple of years. And, um, you know, just, you, you know, with the commitments I've had with the 18 and, um, yeah, I got to, I got to run four or five shows here last year and had some success and, um, got a couple of podiums and, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I think that, you know, and, and I was jumping around from car to car. So I think that, uh, it's made it tough in the past to do that. And, you know, it's like I say, getting made with a team is huge. And, um, you know, being able to race with Drew Warner and Shane all year. And, um, I think that we'll, you know, we're already pretty close and, uh, I ran for him once last year and, and we were, we, we hit, we got, you know, hitting our stride there pretty quick. And, um, you know, so I think racing with him all year, when I, when I come home, I think that, you know, we have all, all the opportunity in the world to be able to show out in front of the hometown crowd. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. So we've talked about racing, but when you're not racing, I mean, you know, you, you just got back from Australia, so there isn't too much of an off season for you. What are some things that you try and do at least to relax during some downtime when you're not hammer down racing all the time? Uh, it's tough, you know, cause um, with what we do, it's, it, you know, I, I don't want to get hurt, but I definitely do a couple of, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, golfing and felt like I did that through high school and, um, have a couple of buddies I go golf with. And then, um, you know, I do a little bit of snowboarding here and there, but it's just so tough, um, to go snowboarding and, you know, you're trying to do fun stuff and you end up getting hurt or something. So I try to limit that as much as I can, but yeah, those are probably the two things that I do that when I'm not racing, I can go enjoy that and, and have a good time. So nice. So you're, you're the, you're the tourist director. If people want to go snow snowboarding, Lamore, it's uh, for folks that don't know, maybe in the Midwest or East coast, or even in the Northwest, it's by Hanford. It's just West of Hanford, a couple miles. What are the good locales to go, uh, find snow? Uh, the closest one for us is up in the mountains, uh, China Peak, uh, just past Shaver Lake there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good place, especially right now. I, I think, you know, I haven't been here for it, but everybody said that, 
California about drowned there for a couple of weeks. I guess yeah. they got hammered with rain for like two weeks straight. So, yeah. um, everybody says that the snow is amazing up there. So I'm going to probably go up there this weekend and check it out and probably just take it easy. But, um, I think it's like record snowfall there, um, in, in a long time. So, um, yeah, definitely going to check that out. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, you're a lot less likely to get hurt when there's a lot of powder. So, sure. um, <laughs> More so definitely going to take, you got to take advantage of it while it's here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure when it gets bare and you're starting, you know, you're here, here, you're bored, you know, hitting some gravel or something, that's not good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess just talk, you know, going to Australia and, and racing there for the times that you have, just for folks that may not know and may never have had the opportunity, what is it like going to a different country to race specifically, you know, as far away as Australia? Oh, it was, it was way different than I was expecting. Um, you know, I, they have a, just a different way of everything. Like I, you know, first thing is first thing off is just, I'm getting in the wrong side of the vehicle. Every time I get in the vehicle, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, driving on the wrong side of that was very tough for me to get figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that figured out and then I came home and I'm driving on the wrong side of the, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road here and yeah. driving in a head, head, you know, head on traffic. And so that was tough. And then, yeah, they just, you know, everything's a little bit different. Their food's a lot different. Um, you know, like they have everything we have here, but just, you know, your normal racetrack food, you know, you don't, you can't just go get a cheeseburger at the racetrack. It's a meat pie or a schnitzel or, you know, half these things I didn't, I've never even seen before. And so like, I go to the snack bar and I'm, you know, I'm, I look like I'm, you know, not all there. I'm sitting there <laughs> staring at the, you know, the menu not knowing what to order. And yeah, um, yeah, so it, it was a lot different and then, you know, they have, you know, many different rules and on the racing that, um, I'm not real a big fan of, but you know, it is what it is. That's, mm-hmm. that's their deal. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, everything was like their, their tra- tracks are way different. You know, they're all their tracks are super flat, like almost mm-hmm. reverse banking. Um, when you get up towards the top and, um, yeah, they run different tires, different wings, um, so it's just, yeah, it was, it was a big, you know, culture shock for me. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just definitely crazy. I, I, you know, it was definitely not was what I was expecting. I was expecting to see kangaroos everywhere and, <laughs> yeah. um, there definitely was some, but yeah. not, you know, I was expecting them to be all over the roads and everything, you sure. know? So what I've seen in movies and stuff like that is that, you know, it's like the outback, right? So, yeah. um, <laughs> a place in Australia that has that, but you know, all the places that we were at were mostly city and yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely a lot different. No koalas flying through the window trying to attack you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Were you able to do any sightseeing at all when you had some time over there too? Um, the only thing that I really did other than racing was, um, I got to spend, uh, new year's with the Dyson family um, on Sydney Harbor and, and that awesome. And, um, I guess, you know, not, you know, even in people in Australia, there's only like 10% of people that get to do that. So, um, yeah, so that was really cool for me and, um, my brother and, you know, the, the getting invited to that, it was, was super fun and super thankful for that. So yeah, other than that, man, we raced every, pretty much every other day. So I think I got, 
14 races in in 30 days or something like that. So they made it tough to do anything other than racing, you know, because, you know, after your race, you know, the next day is maintenance or, or even two days of maintenance or getting the trailer ready and stuff like that. So, or just relax and, you know, you race that much and, and you're exhausted, you know, halfway through it. So, yeah. Well, and was much of a factor this was uh jet lag or the time difference, a big factor, or perhaps weather, any of those play havoc on you? No, not really. Actually, the time difference, um, didn't really affect me. I'm, I'm a pretty good sleeper on flight, so okay. <laughs> I could sleep the entire flight and, or most of it, I should say, and, and wake up and be a new guy. So, yeah. um, never really bothered me in the past, but yeah, it's, it is yeah it's hot there really hot so it's crazy leaving california and it was starting to get cold and and get there and it's you know they they there's this 40 degrees it's, it's celsius but mm-hmm. um that's hot you know and um it's like a 90 or 90 or 100 degrees for us so um yeah that made it that was that was crazy and when you get back here like i had shorts and a t-shirt on when i got back here and i got playing and i was freezing so <laughs> Yeah, it's just just crazy, you know. And then, you know, I kind of looked at a globe. I never really. I looked at a globe when I got there at the airport, and it literally, literally on the other side of the world. Sure. You know? So, um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, and it, but it's so great that they have such a passion for sprint car racing, and you know they've they brought some drivers over that have done well and successful, and and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, I think that. You know, the Australians, they think that, you know, I think they take really good care of us Americans and, um, you know, make a bigger deal than we do here. Um, I think that that should change. But, you know, like they played the national anthem for us every single time. You know, if there was an American at the track, they, they played the national anthem for us and, um, you know, talked about us, you know, and, and did a lot of interviews. And they, they did their best to, to, you know, make sure that we left our mark there and, um, I think that's awesome. You know, I think that, you know, more tracks here should, should do stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if, if teams here have the opportunity, I think that, you know, they should bring a couple of drivers over here and, you know, I think it's good for the sport and, um, you know, and, and it's kind of given back, I should say, you know, but, um, I know it's expensive and yeah, and it, it was, I was super appreciative for the whole house family for, for, you know, doing that for me and, and letting me have that experience so yeah absolutely just simply incredible well uh cole for any upcoming news or your schedule or people want to get any sort of apparel what is the best way for folks to hunt down those things Uh, i would say just follow the social medias um either tarleton racing or my personal social medias and i usually am pretty good about posting all the schedules and um, updating merchandise and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Tarleton racing or, or Ray Brooks or another one, good one is Stephanie Linder. She's, she's really good at, you know, not only the Ray Brooks stuff, but any of my personal stuff too. They, they take pretty good care of me. So, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's a good way to, to find out whatever I'm doing. She's, she's pretty much anything I do. She's, she's on top of it and posting a picture of it. So, um, yeah, it's, always good and um it's good you know she keeps everybody informed and um probably sometimes i'm not the biggest fan of it but i know it's for the best for me and i know that's what she's doing so yeah awesome 
Um, any folks that you want to thank or sponsors you want to give a shout out to, you know, I'd like to give you the platform for just a little bit to acknowledge them for helping you do what you've been able to do. Yeah. I'd just like to thank, you know, Tarleton Motorsports and, you know, along with Drew Warner and Shane Watts for giving me a shot and, and Sean Dyson, on board, um, you know, to, to help make it happen. And, um, you know, the entire Ray Brooks racing you know, Ray Brooks himself and Mike and Steven and Stephanie Linder, all they do for me and continue to support me in my career. And, um, I couldn't do it without You know, each and every one of them people. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate you coming on board Cole and we wish you the best of luck in 2023. And, uh, I think we'll be checking in with you throughout the season as well, just to get some progress reports, especially if there's some successes being happening. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of Getting Up to Speed with me, Ben Dethridge. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope also that you hit the subscribe button and the like button as that really helps things out, spreads things out. Be sure and share as well on social media so that more people can listen to these great interviews and from these great drivers. Getting Up to Speed is a production of High Side Racing Promotions. For more information, you can check it all out on Facebook at High Side Promotions.